With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. Behave <laughs> now. It's the Late Show with... Weatherman. I never thought that this is where I'd settle down. I thought I'd die an old man back in my hometown. They gave me this plot of land Me and some other men For a job well done There's a big white house Sits on a hill just up the road The man inside he cried The day they brought me home They folded up a flag And told my mom and dad We're proud of your son And I'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best company I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington I remember daddy brought me here when I was eight We searched all day to find out where my granddad lay And when we finally found that cross He said, son, this is what it costs to keep us free Here I am a thousand stones away from him He recognized me on the first day I came in And it gave me a chill When he clicked his heels and saluted me And I'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best of company And I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace, I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington And every time I hear 21 I know they brought another hero home to us. I 
things we've done And we can rest in peace Cause we are the chosen ones We made it to Arlington Yeah, dust to dust Don't cry for us We made it to Arlington Very moving such a powerful song. Such a powerful Definitely. song. Without a doubt. Yep. And, and the oh, video, yeah. and you know, the thing about it is, I don't know if any of you have watched, uh, to be the the soldiers that uh, guard Arlington Cemetery, it's like mm-hmm. the biggest deal ever. They they work 12 hours a day. They live in a bunker downstairs. And it is a very stressful day, and they are on cue, like, 24-7. They, they click the hills. I don't know if anybody is watching. I, I remember seeing a documentary about the uh, Arlington soldiers that actually guard that cemetery. And it's like the biggest honor just to be a part of that. And to be buried in the Arlington Cemetery is even a bigger deal. Well, I, so, I yeah. know. Oh, I've, got, uh, yeah, I, I, I've got uh, three family members there and uh, was wow. even fortunate enough to witness the changing of the guard, which is a powerful uh, thing to watch. And just from a historical and knowing from you know from what I've read and seen of it, you definitely had to do a lot to get into Arlington. You could, you're not just going to be buried there unless you really distinguish yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why it isn't on. And you know, you you, you kind of think of it as like, okay, yeah, it's an honor, but think of, I mean. I love the military. I absolutely love the military. Um, my new job, thankfully, we we do give a, mil- a military discount. And this gentleman, you know, I was like, oh, you're military. Well, you know, we offer a military discount. And he was like, he saluted, and he's like, thank you for your support. And I'm like, dude, no, thank you for your service. That's what a lot of people don't realize. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It makes dollars and cents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's knickerdoodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm listening. I'm you know, listening. Yeah. There, the interjecting uh, saying things. Yeah. Okay, let's get this let's get this show started by saying, Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. I would like to 
Also note, uh, Tom, William, Nick, I sent you guys a link. We're number three in popularity right now. Hey. Not bad. Not bad. It's probably Trace Atkins. Everybody's listening to Trace Atkins' song. But, yeah, uh, uh, tonight we are going to be uh, talking about tomorrow. Everybody's like, oh, three-day weekend. Woo-hoo. We're we're going to be honoring our military, and uh, we're going to let them know how much we love them. And we want to thank you guys for your service. And if there's any military out there, we would love for you to call in and say hi if you want. Okay, but uh, before we, you know, we do have to take care of some business first of all. Um. Uh, don't forget, uh, don't forget to go to honestamish.com where you can get all of your beard and mustache. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a, what is, what is it called? Uh, needs. Well, it's called um, what? Honestamish.com. Dot com. They're full of awesome and and they stuff. have that that cool stuff that you can put on your beard. Yeah, yeah. It's called awesome sauce. It's, it's called well, awesome. No, you, you don't put the awesome sauce on your beard. You put the cream on your beard and the stuff that you're supposed to, unless the awesome sauce and you have a beard is something that you're eating and it falls all over your your your, your beard. And don't forget what? that on the Amish, all you gotta do is get that beard and mustache uh, shampoo, and it will wash that awesome sauce away. Yeah, exactly. And you'll never know. forget the tasty feeling of the rib that you just ate with that awesome sauce on it. And we need you'll to call that. Yeah, I mean, you'll so. remember that, and you'll also remember uh, the uh, honest Amish. Cream that um, that took uh, this awesome sauce off of your beard. Well, we, and we you also can need trim to call yourself with that, but not with the awesome sauce. Well, we we oh, also need to call things. get it. One is edible and one is not. True. Aaron but, Aaron D. Johnson is probably going to say to me tomorrow, "That was not an awesome sauce advertisement." Yes, but, but this is definitely one, you know, this is one for Guinness, though, because that's four times that you have said awesome sauce, and I have yet to say it. You said it. In fact, I've seen that you posted on Aaron D. Johnson's post, awesome sauce. I did it on the post, but I, I did not say it during the show until just now. Okay, go awesome ahead and sauce. Say Go ahead and say it. Boy. Awesome sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget when you go on the website and you make an order, do not forget to use the code word talking beard so you can get fifteen percent off of your purchase order. Go ahead, William, say it. Awesome sauce. There we go. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah, Aaron, I'm really sorry. You're probably going to be hating me in the morning. You're probably going to be going, what the hell, man? It's a great product. And, uh, I hope he's not. Do you think he's going to be mad at us, William? Nah. I think, yeah. I think he's going yeah. to still be uh, occupied on the road trip. That is true, yeah. He, he might he, even appreciate this. Uh, uh, he probably doesn't even realize, but if you have a hairy chest, you could rub it all over it. And you'll be uh, just like, um, uh, what's his name that was in Three's Company? He had a, no, like Robin Williams. Robin Williams had a hairy chest. He would be like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you could put it on your chest and your beard. You have a hairy chest. Why am I all suddenly getting a vision of a 77-up commercial? Well, who is I thinking of that has a hairy chest? Larry. Larry. No, no, no. I from company. Well, Larry did too, but uh, the, but uh, now what's his name? He had a uh, anyway though. I mean, you know, he didn't have such a hairy chest. John Ritter did at some points. I think he shaved it. Off and on. Larry, but, uh, Larry's, that, that, Larry's uh, a that, neighbor. That stuff can really good to go good with that too. They should probably have an honest, uh, honest Amish like chest hair like thing um, okay. too. So just yeah. adding that, just adding that. It's a good, uh, you know. I, uh, I, I would be more than happy to sit down in uh, a penthouse um, uh, business. Uh, situation where a lot of people are at that board about honest Amish and and I walk into the room and I talk to them about chest hair. I, uh, Aaron, I'm really really sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. I mean, uh, Amish people have chest hair. <laughs> but we're here to talk about the vets because if women, anybody right? has chest hair, they do. From back in the day, I, I remember. I remember growing up as a kid, watching things on TV, like uh, 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 developing an opinion that. And I, I think that this was a cliche back in the 40s and 50s, especially in the mili- military days in World War II, where chest hair was a symbol of a man's uh, fortitude and and valor on the battlefield and mm-hmm. so you and, you know there's always whenever like they and, and like even in Abbott and Costello movies back in those days uh well just about uh, when Costello was gonna like uh have a shot of whiskey this will grow hair on your chest you know that's a manly thing valor okay I did not think that I would have to say this uh after Chef Maddie left the shows but the views expressed by Nicholas Grabowski do not reflect those of Frankie and Friends. You can continue. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, but I, I can I could also guarantee you that like General George S. Patton had chest hair. All the great military generals, they actually had chest hair. Chester. And if they were alive today, they would love the Honest Amish, uh, like, chest hair cream that I will talk to them about. 
Anyway, I, okay, this is like going on too far, isn't it? Okay, let's change the subject now. Francie, what are you doing? Why are you extending this? What? I, Nick, I just have to ask, um, what, what, what's with the obsession with men with chest hair? Uh, I'm not sure, because I hardly okay. have any. You guys, the thing. I you think it started it. with the honest Amish thing that they should, because of men's beards and 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 things, they they should have like a chest hair. I don't know why. I don't I don't know why, but I I beg and plead with you. Let's just move on. Move All on right, with uh, let's let's go from chest hair to puppy hair. Which uh, reminds me of this other great cause. It's called To the Rescue, uh, founded by Tommy, our good friend here, Tommy Habib. He's doing this great cause where he's rescuing puppies with a lot of chest hair, and he's finding them their forever home. So please, everybody, uh, look out for To the Rescue. Uh, He is doing a great cause. Um, he is finding forever homes. He's rescuing dogs, and he's a really great individual, also. You see, he's the creator of Cheaters. For those who don't know, uh, he he's is, a great guy. He's, it's just been in media. He's a he's a media icon, and he's doing this for dogs. You know what I have to say about dogs? They're no. so precious. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Members of the family. I thought yeah. I was going to yeah. have to do yeah. another. I thought I was going to have to do another disclaimer by Big saying reviews express. Oh, good Nick, you're a good boy. Yeah, look at you, you're a good boy. In, inside joke. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I love dog, I love animals and stuff. I always like. I, I showed uh, Francie uh, this uh, monkey video on YouTube uh, oh earlier gosh, today. That was so like, cute. Stuff and 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 rescue dog things on YouTube and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm more I'm more into cats. For those that don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> and I'm seeing one of mine right now, Rocky. He's so good. I just put chlorine in the swimming pool, and he gets attracted to that smell, and he rubs his the side of his face on the side of the swimming pool. And I keep going. You're kidding me, right? You're getting. Does that get you high or something? What? And then he falls flat. It's like this. This is not catnip. It's chlorine. Get away. Anyway, uh, okay. That that is, that is a that is a good question because whenever we use uh, chlorine around the house to clean stuff with, the cats do rub themselves in it. Yeah, Tom and William. I know. I know William. You have a cat. We're going. No, it's not good for you. What are you doing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Are cats attracted to chlorine? And I don't know. My cats have been attracted to a lot of weird shit lately, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the sign of the times, man. Sign of the times. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, they, they said, I think, in the book of Revelation, um, chapter 3, verse 
five and a half, I think it was, that uh, uh, lo and behold, in those days it shall come to pass that cats will, will smudge their faces on swimming pools smelling the chlorine. So and they will love Friday it. Night. They shall love it. And the great whore of Babylon will say, yay, this is true. All cats smell the chlorine. Oh, wow. You guys, if you go on Google right now, and if you type in Memorial Day, it's going to have for, are you guys on your computer? Yep. No. Yeah, if you uh, Google Memorial Day, there's going to be yeah. a bunch of flowers that pop up, and it's going to say, thank you for your service. Well, that's good. Speaking about now, the William, subject of the show, too, I really I was telling Francie earlier, uh, uh, well, actually a couple of days ago, I was saying, let's go to the Memorial Day parade that they always have down the Watt Avenue, which is the main street down here. Uh, and uh, uh, they've always had them, except for the COVID thing. But I swore to God that they were going to have one this year. And Francie says, no, they're not. Yeah. And uh, we have, like, uh, we even have on YouTube um, some footage of us in past years attending it. And uh, and it was always really cool. I think my son Charlie went to one of them. But he they did. haven't had one in, like, three years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been three years. That was always great. And there was always like a ton of people. It was always a real parade. It was a small town kind of a real parade. Yeah. You were talking earlier that you had relatives that were actually, that are, not were actually, I mean, they didn't, you, you have relatives buried in Arlington. Yes, I do. Yes, my um, my gra- my grandmother's uh, sister and her husband are uh, both buried there. Wow. You know, and I'm I'm very I'm very proud to say you know I I come from a, a very long line of uh, <laughs> veterans in the family. So, you know, understandably, uh, Memorial Day and Veterans Day are very big at the house. Well, same here. What, what branches? What, what branches were they in? We well, um, the Marine Corps, Army, and uh, Navy, and also Merchant Marines. Oh wow! You know, if there was any kind of uh, service that I would like to do, I would love to be a part of the Marine Corps. Whoa! I mean, just to be able to say whoa. Because that is their code. No, that, that's is? more for karate. No, no. I think you mean it. Hoorah. Was Bruce Lee a Marine? I don't, I don't think so. Semper Fi? A Semper Fi. Semper Fi is Marine, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, they, they always say, once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm your brother. I will always help you. It seems like the Marines have like this really huge bond. 
Well, well they do. I mean, I, all, they all, all military uh, people yeah, do. Coast Guard. Yeah. And on, yeah. all the way up, they they all have their own bonds mm. and allegiances and um, everything, you know, uh, I'm sure. You know, the thing that respects, that makes me respect the military, our military especially the most, um, is when I look back and I think about how throughout my life um, I didn't know what it was like like during the Vietnam War to um, uh, or World War II or you know to be drafted in my lifetime I never knew what it was like to be drafted I was afraid of it a little bit halfway through life uh, with Afghanistan but they but uh, I, I was I think I was too old can't remember um, and I'm really glad that um, I never was forced into the military, um, and within my lifetime, I had, by the grace of God, um, escaped uh, all of that, um, and I was able to live my life uh, without necessarily the fear of that happening, um, and I look at all of the people where that's not the case, that wasn't the case. They had to, whether they liked it or not. Um, and uh, they did their best. Um, they went through it. And they became better people because of it. And something that I would never know Um and I just I look at that and I keep I I keep thinking that um, that in some ways yes I'm kind of glad I never had to go through any of that myself so therefore these people are heroes versus me in my own little life doing my own thing that's what makes a hero is somebody that goes out there uh, whether they even like it or not whether they enlist on their own free will or they're drafted they're put into that position where they give their lives and they they have for us and uh, there's just people like me that keep going well you know um uh these are people that that have never that i have no idea except like through maybe movies and what I hear on CNN about what they do, I can't fathom that. Uh, that's what separates the heroes from the rest of us. Uh, we could be heroes in our neighborhood and doing what we do on a daily basis, but these people are far superior, light years away from people like us having anything to do with the word hero because they've gone beyond what we do in our daily lives and devoted their lives to something else. And some of them have given their lives overseas to, like, uh, you know, be shot to death by an enemy that uh, is by some kind of crazy country. 
You know, I mean, it's uh, over the years. It's like you've got to respect that and take a look at your life. The difference between people like us and heroes is exactly that. Okay, Amen. With, yeah, Amen. Very being, well said. With Nick. that being said, Nick, I I reverse my uh, pledge where I say the views expressed by Nicholas Kowalski do not respect. You totally represent everything. On we totally respect your views. Awesome, that was sir. very nicely said. Honestly, I. Yep. I teared yeah. up. I teared up a little, and that's and that's what a lot of people don't realize is that these young men do give their life. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean. You, you, yeah. I'll, whether we like it or not, we take it for granted. Uh, based on yeah. our daily lives versus them, they have to go through something that we. We have never known, unless you've been in their shoes. So, you know, I mean, the whole nine yards. Just stands yeah. to reason when you look at it. Wow. You you totally hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, now, I'll, I'll admit, uh, you know, and this is going to be a, a little bit of some shameless plug as well too in the process but there's a method of the madness um I'll, I'll admit that out of all of my stories that's why i i say that um in my my fantasy series the legend of graham how to is so endearing to me besides the fact that i've spent 30 years writing it is be is actually because yeah. two of the main characters in there are based off of my great uncle and my grandfather and I was very fortunate over the years that, uh, at least in my grandfather's case, he was willing to talk about uh, what it was like. They were both veterans of World War II. Uh, my great uncle served in the European campaign, and you know he was very, very vague when he, when he, whenever he spoke about it. Uh, you know, he he talked about uh, you know crossing it uh, Normandy and. Uh, you know, just, you know, facing the uh, the German forces and things like that. But, you know, then he just kind of went quiet, would change the subject. But, it's like pulling teeth trying to get him to talk, especially the World War II guys. Oh, I, yeah. I interviewed, a, I, I had the privilege and honor of interviewing for a story, a guy in the Signal Corps that went ashore at Omaha Beach. And this is after Saving Private Ryan came out. And he goes, that's as close as you're going to get to it filmmaking, he said. And he showed me a, a sniper's rifle I took off from a church bell tower just off the beach. Because, yeah, I got five deer with it. But he said the thing goes, when he got ashore, he goes, Lieutenant, I think they know we're here because, you know, there was Buddy Omaha Beach. And uh, his name was Les Marsack. He passed away a few years later. But he says the only thing that film didn't have was the smells. He goes, there's all kind, you know, the, the smell. Oh, yeah. And it was a little bit louder. And... It just, uh, just was like I, I was, just so you know, wow. And he's telling me stories. And at one point in the war, somehow he got from Omaha Beach all the way to Germany, I guess without getting a scratch. And at one point, they captured Hitler's personal photographer. 
So this guy, I don't know if before he died, he, he said Time Magazine was offering him like $10,000 a picture from a collection of this photographer's pictures he had of Hitler. And this one picture of Hitler that I saw, he showed me, the man had no color in his eyes. He showed me a color photo that was taken. And it must, I don't know if it was a weird photo. It was just like, you know how you see those movies with like demons and stuff and everything? Yeah. There was no, there was no color. It was, they looked all black. It was, if it was a dark navy blue, it must have been close to black because I'll tell you what, that creep, that picture creeped me out because it was like, Wow. Damn, you know. But it's like I, I saw pictures that I'd never seen in any history books or anywhere of Hitler that he like I said, that he you know, he that was he thought that would be more valuable to him to take instead of silver you know, because it you know, a lot of times I'll take booty and you know, belongings and stuff that, you know, for souvenirs, you know, kind of treasure hunt. And he took yeah. that and he was in negotiations when I talked to him with like a time or time life or whatever to, you know, it was just, it was just something. And I think of him like on this holiday coming up and I think of some other guys too. Cause I did some like, once in a while, like for black history month, I'd do stuff on soldiers. Like, you know, Sergeant Eddie Carter, these guys didn't get their medals of honor until later and after you know, to correct past wrongs because they were minorities, you know, because they treated them second class, but they did stuff that they were white. They would have got the Medal of Honor right then and there and had a parade for them. But I think of a Lieutenant John Fox who called it an artillery strike in Italy on his own position. And because he was black, he didn't get his Medal of Honor to like the Clinton administration. But I, I read the story and I was like, oh, my God, man, and they were telling me couldn't sit at the same lunch counter or ride the front of the bus. It was, he was as brave and, you know, just, you know, I think of stories like that on tomorrow. And it's like, damn, you know, thank God for people like that that were brave enough to, you know, in spite of our flaws as a country at times, to fight for exactly. us. Thank God we had these people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're heroes. I mean, they're, I mean, usually when I write a military person, in a story, it's usually complimentary because, hey, I can write because of these guys. You know, I owe them anything I write is because I have the freedom to do so because they help protect it. Exactly. Not help. They did protect it. You know. And you know, and, everybody's like, oh, you, you know, people in the United States are like, oh, the United States sucks. Oh, we're, it's a terrible country. Why do we listen? It's kind of like you're able to say that because you live in the United States. Yeah. Because people sacrifice their lives for you to be able to say, say well, it's so bad. Why don't you check out the rest of the world and go try that exactly. out, you know? Exactly. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. We'll see how, you know, it's we'll kind see of how like that, the, how the, that stacks up. Now, that's, that's now, what uh, you it, if you say that nowadays, it's politically incorrect. You cannot say, well, go. <laughs> yeah, go, away. go to Venezuela for now, Christ's sake and see how that's stacking up. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Now, yeah, now Tom. That's real good there, you know? Now, Tom, uh, now, you know, 
Yeah, what you go back to what you said before. <clears throat> one thing um, I will say this much: uh, I'm very fortunate that of the two of them, my grandfather was more outspoken about it. But um, you know, in, in his own sense, he also had uh, you know went through uh, PTSD along the way too. So, um, yeah, because because uh, in his case, you know, it, it you know. To start with, um, he originally enlisted with uh, two of his closest friends, and the game plan was they were going to sign up together and, you know, kind of do everything like, you know, like a budding trio mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, unfortunately, he ended up getting sick before he was uh, getting his deployment assignment. So he was delayed by like a week or so. And uh, his two buddies ended up uh, being stationed on board the Arizona. Ooh, and so, and so when the news of Pearl Harbor was finally made to the, announced and uh, the declaration of war was made, um, you know, as he always put it, my grandfather swore that he was going to make life a living hell to anybody that was Japanese. Oh and, wow! Uh, and so he 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 got shipped to the Pacific, and. Uh, you know, he literally did just that. I mean, he fought in uh, Guadalcanal, among other places. And ironic, very ironic. It's funny how you know my interest in Titanic seems to sometimes blend itself. But for the longest time, you know, he was always talking about uh, fighting at a place called Iron Bottom Sound. And you know, just basically, Guadalcanal, wasn't it? You know, and 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 literally, you know, he ended up getting earned the nickname of Trigger Happy Harry there during the battle because uh, in his case, uh, he actually had a kamikaze that was uh, coming in to uh, dive bomb the ship. And, um, you know, he was turning on his anti-aircraft gun and he swung the gun so hard that it actually broke the pivot. So he actually blew off the first 15 feet of his uh, ship's smokestack, which ended up hitting the plane in the process. <laughs> so, wow! Wow! Yeah, you know, and 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 of course later on in the war too, um, you know, one of his other favorite stories was, uh, you know, he was, you know, he ended up going up against another uh, destroyer, and uh, just to see exactly how crazy some of the people were, he stopped firing and started waving at the Japanese gunner. And the gunner stopped firing and you know, stood up to see what what he was doing, and uh, he turned around and blew his head off. <laughs> wow! 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 Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but but of course now my my two personal favorites from him though story wise were did, didn't entail the uh, the fighting part, but just more um, some crazy factors uh, to start with. Uh, he had a, a very close comrade-at-arms that he uh, stuck with through the war named Flip. And one time, um, they were uh, they were actually on a shore patrol. So uh, he and Flip decided to actually raid a Japanese bunker for the sake and uh, brought back cases of sake for his crewmates. <laughs> and uh, during another time, uh, he decided that... Uh, to save the potato peels from KP duty and uh, decided he was going to make moonshine for everybody. And so uh, he uh, had it sitting on top of the ship's boiler 
when the uh, captain decided to come down for a surprise, surprise inspection. And he had to explain that the splooshing sound were the waves outside of the ship. Nothing oh. inside. <laughs> hmm. Wow. No, my, my so, stepfather told me a story that he he got he was another guy that got all the way from coming after the invasion of France, and he got all the way to Germany, and he told him how Eisenhower made all the soldiers go see the concentration camps. Well, he went there, and he was said he was sick for a week after that, and they said they were giving he called the uniform suntans. They were getting all their the army was giving them all suntans and. They had to sign some insurance papers because they were getting ready to plan on sending them to the Pacific. He goes, I made it all the way from France to Germany without a scratch. He goes, we all knew we were going to die if we went to invade Japan. He goes, thank God they dropped the bomb. He goes, I was never, we were were celebrating. He goes, yeah, it cost a lot of people their lives, but he goes, I know it saved our lives. You know. Wow. See, that's that's things that people don't realize. I mean, I'm I'm listening to the stories and I'm in awe. You know, you you don't. Ah, it's kind of like yeah. Your line of thinking I'm is different if you're. Because that's what I asked them how they're how they thought. You know what they're you know because you kind of wonder what their thinking process is. You know. And, yeah. It's like, and, you know. And, Somebody like me, the thinking process is I don't know what to say. And they are on the spot, and they've got to do it. You know, and I think uh, in World War II, for example, with the Japanese, I think part of their thinking process was just like Putin's process now with the Ukraine. was like, okay, this is a great great time for me to do this. I've always wanted to do this. Let's do it. Let's just go for it. And uh, Hawaii is like really close by and they, they uh, the, those American people they uh, they they've uh, they've got something coming to them once we like attack uh, uh, with that, whatever is going on on the other side of the world with them, while they're um, not paying attention as much to us, let's do it. So you know, I mean, uh, with World War II, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on drunken history. But I mean, um, yeah, uh, I think that uh, what happened in World War II with Japan was they. That the whole German thing was going on with Hitler uh, on the other side of the world, and and uh, Hiro Hito uh, really kind of just told his people, you know, I've been wanting to do this. Let's go for it. And I think that's a lot like Putin with the current administration, with things going on in the world. It was a great time. Putin said, okay, you know what? Let's like take over Ukraine. It's going to be easy, <laughs> and yeah. it turns out that it's not. And now, you know, he's facing the most, most of the rest of the world uh, in opposition to him. And uh, yeah. so there's going to be, if this all turns out well, then there's going to be a lot of other <laughs> veterans that 
um, aren't even necessarily from us that we need to salute. Um, Because just like the rest of the world, I mean, everybody that's hearing my voice probably, unless you're you're on Putin's side or something, you know, I mean, um, uh, once this is all said and done, you'd hope that when it does, that... um, uh, that Russia gets contained and they shut up. Um, Sweden and Finland, Finland gets um, into NATO and Turkey decides to say, okay, let's like do that because they're the only reason why they haven't, you know, if you watch the news. Um, and, I, geez, you know, I mean, after all this stuff too, Putin is going to be, uh, people are going to want to try him for war crimes if all this is said and done and they all retreat and go, okay, we're just good. I mean, oh, where is that going to end? It's not going to end good uh, for I think the his own country and his people. own people are going to handle him. Yes, yeah, something's going to happen. The, I, I think mean, the Russian oh, yeah. will handle him. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to have more veterans from other countries to salute. And, you know, on a day like this, too, uh, well, this is Sunday night tomorrow, and for people that are going to be listening in the archives, uh, it's going to be passed. We actually do have On Memorial Day, though, I not only like to um, remember (laughs) veterans from our country, but veterans around the world. Um, exactly. That have helped to support our cause, or vice versa, we've supported theirs. Um, uh, we've sent a lot of people overseas from our military to uh, do all kinds of things for other countries. And um, those people have died for the same kinds of reasons that other people have died before them because of our freedom. Our freedom, yeah. and if you do it right, our freedom. When we, uh, you know, that's you know, people talk about. Um, oh my goodness, I'm gonna. I I don't want to like talk so much, but um, uh, we are capitalists here in the United States, and I think the best thing to capitalize, if you're going to go worldwide, is freedom. <laughs> Not money, yeah. but freedom help other countries when they're in need when we're capable of doing so uh, yeah. and stuff and not for our own benefit but for the world like, benefit. It's like, it's that's like what happened uh, I think at first with the Vietnam com- conflict but especially with the whole Korean War um, I, and, uh, and they ended up separating because of it and then there was like some kind of a there never even was a truce they're actually still technically at war, from what I understand. Yeah. They just does, they you know, don't say it, but they yeah, like, you know, things like that. I, like I said, I could go on, but I, man, yeah. you know, I know more about history than I thought. I don't, I don't think about anything except the, on a daily basis what's going on, and then I watch like YouTube stuff, and I keep telling myself, you know what, I just. Oh, I wish I was that smart, but no, I remember everything as if it was only yesterday. 
just like Meatloaf yeah, said. He's been watching Drunk History. Oh, yeah, well, oh, we, well yeah. I mean, uh, and gee, compared to nowadays, too, I must say, kids should be taught what the kind of things that we were taught when we were in elementary school. Uh, like yeah. math and, yeah. and history. Yes, oh, yeah. math. By the yeah. fourth grade, I knew that 1776 was the date that the country, our country, U.S., was founded. And all yes, that, the whole nine yards. Seventy-six. That's when uh, Columbus sailed the blue sea. No, yes. no, 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 no. See, that's not when. Seventeen seventy-six was when our founding fathers signed the Constitution of the United States of America. Declaration. A declaration. Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Yes. The Declaration yeah. of Independence. So seventeen eighty-three or seventeen ninety-one or something like that. So. There's nursery rhymes, and it it was kind of sad because Nick's bringing up a good point. This guy is uh, going around and he's just asking random people how many states are in America. People are like nineteen. No, and mm. you know, and then he's like, "What three times?" Oh yeah, I showed her that, that uh, a guy going around the college campus, like asking people with the microphone. Uh, obvious questions like uh, who's the president now? Donald Trump. Who's the president before that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't and, know. and then, uh, like, uh, how many states are in the United States? Nineteen. Wow. It's kind of weird that a lot of people don't know that. How many continents are in the world? Um, Seven. Yeah, see, we know that, but a lot of people don't know that. This, this and is then called as soon as your... he asked that question, and I was like, seven. You know what's three well, times well, three times three is? It's, it's 27. Who's our president of the United States? Okay, it's Obama. I mean, <laughs> Well, you're a little off, but okay. Okay, uh, it's Biden. Huh. Who's our vice president? Kamala Harris. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. She's a woman. It's like, hello. Oh, yeah. One black guy on the street on that particular video, they asked him and um, uh, about who's the vice president. I don't know. Some black woman. You want to say so. Kamala Harris? Say it. And who is Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris. This is also your tax dollars at work. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of like you guys don't know this, and uh, you know Nick and I we're like answering the questions right off the top of our head, and they they could not. They're like um, a black lady. Well, that's yeah, it's, it's funny, some of those YouTube uh, things where they just ask people on the street, and they really, especially, especially like teenagers and stuff, they and ask them, oh, I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't really pay any attention anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to the world? 
everybody gets a trophy. No, you don't get a trophy. Yeah. You don't get a participation trophy. No, you gotta you gotta earn your trophy. That's what Definitely. happened. I mean, I I think, I think that's uh, again circling back to what uh, what tonight's show is about. You know, even though we don't we don't follow participation trophies here on the show. The concept behind it is, has already been paid for us by those that are not here. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. yeah that, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about this history thing, and I got kind of a anecdotal story to tell about that. Because this one girl right. that I worked with, this was many years ago. What was terrible of us to drop the atomic bomb on Japan? They weren't doing nothing. And I go, are you kidding me? I go... Really? They started the war. I mean, you do realize they weren't minding their own business. We just decided to fly over there and drop a bomb, right? I go, <laughs> I, go I suggest you read the book, Iris Chang's, you know, The Rape of Nanking and the stuff that they did there. And, you know, you have heard of the Bataan Death March. And this girl, this woman, she was went to college. She didn't hear of this stuff. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I go, Surprise. You know, really? I mean, I just... You know, I go, I, I, I go. You know, I'm protesting that they're we dropped a bomb on Hiroshima, and Hiroshima did. And I go, I'll go to the bar. And I'm gonna order a couple of Jaeger bombs to celebrate. You know, we dropped the bomb. I go, well, that's beat an asshole. I go, well, it's better to beat a dumbass that doesn't know the history. I go, you know, that would that just like, are you kidding me? They, I go, I read off all these things because you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a history guy and. My dad had all these books when I was, you know, he was a paratrooper in the 50s just after Korea. And he wanted to, you know, um, you know, he had all this, you know, he had sergeants that jumped on D-Day and stuff. So he had all these books that he always read and, and stuff. So I read them too and I'd ask him questions. And he was pretty, you know, he should have, my dad probably should have been a history teacher. But, well, you know, I mean. Trust me, um, I would consider yourself lucky because my history teacher hated me. I mean, literally hated me with a passion because, you know, nine times out of ten, I'd usually correct her when when she'd give the wrong answer. And, like, when we got to the wars, when we got to the wars, uh, it's one of the few times I actually did quote you on that one, Tom. I said, I said out loud, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because uh, <laughs> you have to bear in mind, at the time, my uh, the town that I live in at the, at the time was predominantly Jewish. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, so so we, so she's she's like, okay, so we're going to be doing some minor changes. So here's what's going to happen. So in 1939, Germany invaded Poland, and then a lot of things happened. Now, in 1946, back in the United States, and I'm like, wait a minute. You skipped over the <laughs> dominant thing in the 20th century. The six, dominant, yeah. you know, six where the most changes in six years were done in the 20th century. We went, we went from horse and exactly. carriage to mechanized warfare and atomic weapons. Yeah. Thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like, come on. So, you know, she's like, we, 
that that that's gonna upset too many people if I talk about it. And I'm like, that's, that's not it. the point. It, it happened. If you want to go upsetting, bring up the Holocaust. And she's like, no, we don't talk about that. I'm like, I know you don't. <laughs> but yet we have a memorial in our south. Isn't that weird that teachers cannot talk about history because it's going to offend people? It's there to be learned from. It doesn't matter if it offends you or not, you know? Thank you. So that's why, I mean, I I was a reporter before, and I think I've probably talked to probably 200 guys from World War II Probably about 100 from Vietnam and maybe 50 from Korea. And about half the 200 were in the Pacific and the European, you know. I mean, I interviewed a guy from, you remember the movie The Devil's Brigade? There was actually yep. a guy from the first special service force, which was half Canadian, half American. I met, I, met him, I ran into him at the bank, and I saw his unit insignia that he had. And I go, oh, my God, you're from, you know. And he goes, oh, you know that you know of it? And I go, Yeah. <laughs> I read about it. I, I, I go, you're, he lived in Michigan. And, you know, he was telling me what, he goes, we didn't take prisoners unless we were ordered to. He goes, we ain't pulling that shit. We had one of our officers shot. So we said, screw it. We ain't taking SS as prisoners. And if we had to take, you know, and it better be higher than a lieutenant, you know, otherwise we're shooting them. Wow. He goes, that's why we were feared. And he told me wow. some stories going on with that. And it's like, wow, you know. Hey guys, no, I mean, you want to you hear the only song that makes me cry? Or do you want to? Um, this is a really it a makes good you song. Cry. It makes me cry every time I hear this song. Oh boy, why do you want to cry? Just my children and my wife Thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free But I won't forget There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, there's pride in every American heart, and it's time. 
keeping her till today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be And I'm hoping I didn't cut any of you guys off. No, you're good. No, you didn't. You know, it's a good song. It's a great song. Wait, what was that? What happened? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 It kind of breaks down what you told me, though, with the teachers and stuff. And some of that, I was like, damn. I mean, you know, know, I just shake my head. Well, if it's any consolation, I, I, I do have a nice inspirational piece that'll follow that's a good follow up for you on that one, Tom. Okay. My, one of my one of my closest friends, uh his name's Chris. And uh uh-huh. we 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 have a uh, I mean we literally grew up together, so we have over a forty year friendship, so we're more family than friends these days. But um his his dad was a Vietnam veteran and uh you know, every every time that uh, that Chris would w- always want to complain about stuff that was going on at school and things like that, you know, his dad was like, "No, no, that's not really that stressful." And, he's, and he'd be like, "Well, what are you talking about? You know, everybody's picking on me. They, they don't like my grades, things like that." And his dad would be like, "Look, if you want stress, I'll give you stress. I was flying Huey Choppers during the fall of Saigon." And I was watching people murdered in the streets for freedom. So let's let's go ahead and do a little bit of a difference on what this what exactly the stress level is. And yeah. it, 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 yeah. it drove the point home. And um believe it or not, uh after we graduated, uh you know, Chris ended up going into the Navy and he's he's now a retired veteran, just uh you know, do, doing his own little thing these days, but um, you know, he he rose to the rank of an ammunitions officer, and was so proud of that part because he, he between the two of us, he was always the troublemaker. So, understandably, you know, he's like, "Can you believe that they're putting me in charge of ammunition? I can't tell you the rest of my job, but you know, can you believe that this they're giving me this job?" Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, but uh, but it's actually yeah, but it's all about because of what his dad told him. So because uh, yeah, apparently he, his dad gave him a full heart to heart before he decided to enlist. It's, so. When when you told that story, I thought of that '70s show with Red. Uh, why, Dad? Oh, yeah. uh, Eric was complaining. Uh, Dad, why don't you go to church? Well, 
when I was your age, son, I was in the bottom of the submarine and I was bombing the Nazis. I made yeah. my peace with God. Pretty much, yeah. you know, you know, and you know, you know, it's just one of those things. Some people don't don't understand or appreciate that type of sacrifice, you know. No. Yeah, just, exactly. you know, putting it like, that's why people can protest in the streets right now, and I don't know what they're protesting anymore. They're I, too I, privileged. I've I, I lost I, track. I, yeah, there's exactly. so many things going on. You know, what are you protesting now? Um, yeah, you lose track. <laughs> it's like, okay, go, yeah. go, go, go. They have no well, idea like, what they're doing. They, uh, there's a, there's an epidemic uh, around nowadays, and it's been with us for a little while, and it's growing and growing, and it's not called COVID. It's called... Um, um, sexual outrage. Well, <laughs> it, it's, um, uh, it's a... Uh, uh, there's a mental um, health issue epidemic going around. The views expressed by Nicholas Grabowski does not look like those of Frenchie. Actually, Frenchy. yeah, I, I believe that this is true. The, there's a <laughs> mental health issue that's going around, yeah. the likes of which we haven't seen before. And uh, people are focusing on themselves more than what they should be doing. I agree with you there. Uh, I think that's uh, oh, yeah. pretty much what I've got without getting much more political in the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, there's a mental health epidemic going on. Well, it all started with everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy? I don't have a trophy. I don't have one either. Exactly, so you're okay. Yeah, well, that's from the wussies of my generation growing up and taking over and running everything. You know, you had to you had to fight for you, you had to work for your trophy. Yeah, yeah. You had to yep. say, "I'm the best." It's like uh, Rocky. I'm the best. Uh, well, I do have. Nobody's on the Nobody's on the You're the best. Around, had to earn your trophy. You don't get a trophy for participation. I think that wasn't Rocky, though. That song came from the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, you're right. That is from the Karate Kid. See, wrong yeah. movie. Johnny got a smaller trophy than uh, that, that Ralph Macchio. But what, what were you saying, Tom, about traditions? I, I, I do have a Memorial Day tradition. That's usually I go to the Waterford Memorial Day Parade every year. I've missed one. I think it started in 62, and I think my parents took me to the ones until, you know, when I was little, when I was, you know, to see the parade and everything. So I think I missed one in the last, if you don't count the two years, we didn't have it with COVID. I missed one, and that's because my one, one of my children had an earache when they were little, and I couldn't take them because it was a little bit of a cooler day that day. And so... This year we're going again, so it's like always to sit there and we'll see the soldiers in our from our area, you know, 
march and all stand up and applaud them and then you know that's awesome yeah, yeah we I'm good. Yeah, I got to meet our last World War One veteran from World War One at the parade one year. Was, wow! You know, yeah. My dad's dad was I a know. World War One veteran. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Uh, no, for uh, I know for me, uh, you know, I'm I'm keeping up the uh, the tradition that my grandfather started. So. Uh, I have a date with watching uh, Victory at Sea and then uh, the Black Sheep Squadron with uh, oh, Robert okay. Conrad. So. Yeah, Victory at Sea. I remember watching that on TV in the 60s. Yep. I haven't seen that in years. I know. It's a great series. It's a great series, yeah. Yeah, there's usually oh. a, uh, for the past couple of years, there was a Memorial Day parade that went down Watt Avenue uh, on our street and well they have not participated since COVID Is that the same yeah, one that's Nick what, was talking that's about? what I said at the beginning of the show Yeah and it's yeah, not going to happen Yeah we can't go to tomorrow. it because there's not one but I'll put you on a little red wagon and I'll push you and you can wave a little American flag, and we'll just go down the street and stop traffic. <laughs> and we can stop by Der Wiener Schnitzel on the way because it sits along the parade route. Just Hi. thinking about those hot dogs makes you hungry at Der Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, they, they, they have hot dogs. Anyway, yeah. So well I I wish you all a very Memorial Day weekend. I think it's an important holiday and better too. I, I can't agree with somber one anyways. It's a somber one anyways, so you know. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's I, I always say it's not about the last-minute car sale, furniture sale, or anything like that. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. There are a lot of mattress sales. And you guess how many times do you flip off the television and they say Memorial Day weekend? Who else flips? Come on, admit it. You flip off the television. There should be oh, more yeah. books. Sales, book sales commercials, like by Tom Sawyer's From Paradise to Hell, now on Memorial legend, Day, Memorial Day sale. Of, Actually, there is a sale going on at Black Bed Sheet Books. Uh, we, I, I make sure to uh, uh, check prices around the internet, and ours is the cheapest. And it's or, not furniture. Can... It's not furniture. Sit on furniture to enjoy it, probably, and a nice, like, light yeah. and stuff. Or, and then or... you just, like, open up the book. Yeah. Or yeah. If, you, if you'd like a change of pace and go for uh, some good fantasy adventure, The Legend of Graham Hanna Claire by William Brower. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you are on the mission, William. Please express it. 
I am. Um, yes, uh, my my publisher has thrown the gauntlet down. So for those who have been following my page, uh, she gave all of the authors a challenge to sell 100 books by the 1st of June. So that's How why are you doing? I... Well, I'll say this much. I I am doing my best. I don't have any numbers. I'll, I'll find out the numbers after uh, after the first. But uh, you know, I'm just doing everything that I can to uh, you know get that and then some. Push the website. Where can they buy your books? KMPEntertainment.org, or also on my own personal website. Just Google me under William Brower Titanic. Okay. Go cool. buy, go go buy the book. Hmm. Buy it. Crazy. If you don't buy the book, a scorpion will crawl on your face while you sleep. And you would deserve it. Indeed. Because you did, because you did not buy the book. And I will come back oh, to yeah. haunt you and say why. <clears throat> Oh, I just yeah. thought of a great idea for, for promoting black bedsheet books. Yeah. Is, uh, book, uh, make a deal with uh, Elon Musk and get little robots that come out to people that don't buy the book. And then they would like be like little scorpion, like things that, that would like stab your face and inject special DNA that make you wake up in the morning to buy a black bedsheet book. That's well, well, I, thought, I think I will make it well, happen tomorrow. Well, wait, Nick. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to have uh, one of the next people on SpaceX to hold up a sign that's going to say, buy black bedsheet books. Well, you know, that's that's probably the more economic route to go. Yeah, it's no, probably be more cost effective. Maybe. He's, gonna, he's gonna like kick me in a little red wagon, and I'm gonna be holding up five black bedsheets. No, no, an American flag. But oh, around okay. the wagon, though, would be like black bedsheet. You know, they, yeah, no, they, nobody would know me. what I'm talking about. But yay. <laughs> Woo! Woo! You guys, I love you. I love you too, Francie. Aww, love you, William. Love you, Tom. Back at ya. Love you. Love you. Let's send it to Arlington. Yeah. Arlington. Oh, there we go. Never thought that this is where I'd settle down I thought I'd die an old man back in my hometown They gave me this plot of land Me and some other men For a job well done There's a big white house sits on a hill just up the road man inside he cried the day they brought me home 
They folded up a flag And told my mom and dad We're proud of your son And I'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best company I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace, I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington I remember Daddy brought me here when I was eight We searched all day to find out where my granddad lay And when we finally found that cross He said, son, this is what it costs to keep us free Now here I am a thousand stones away from him Recognized me on the first day I came in And it gave me a chill When he clicked his heels and saluted me And I'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best of company I'm thankful for those, thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace, I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington And every time I hear 21 guns I know they brought another hero home Do you agree? Yep. There you go. Love you, Tom. Love the truth. Yep, you too. Yep. And we love police officers, too. Mm -hmm. So, salute to everybody. We love you all who defend our rights. Here's to the families that lost people, you know, that protected us. Exactly. 
we're we're allowed to say what we are able to say because of the people that sacrificed their lives and we love you guys and we support Amen you. to that. Yep. Um, all right. Until next Sunday, same bat time, same bat channel. Good night, everybody. You 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 gotta start saying that. That was great. Love you, Tom. Love you, America. And everybody in between. Oh, was that bad? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.